the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers present By the Sword, a Palladium role-playing game campaign with David Larkins as the Game Master. Ride the snake. That's right. Ride the snake. All right. Oh, cool. Wait. So uh, we, are, yeah. we are gathered here today mm. to do a, a post-mortem debriefing of the Palladium uh, fantasy campaign or the Palladium fantasy role-playing game campaign or the Palladium role-playing game <gasps> campaign. I never oh, quite never quite figured out what to call it. Uh, I don't think Why didn't never you? quite figured out what to oh. call it. So It's because they didn't? Well, yeah, it's anyway. Oh. <laughs> That's how we began the campaign was with me over explaining the title. So I figured we'd end it with me over explaining the title. <laughs> well, is it really over? It's a That's is the it question. really? Well, this campaign is. This particular campaign is. But yes, we very well may return to it. I hope we can return to it at some point. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, because so, uh, we had a lot of fun as we all agreed. Yeah at the end of the last yeah, this, session. This was a lot of fun. It was um it was very new for me. Yes, so we'll know. definitely get to that. Have questions. You have questions. I do I do have or some prompts. I do have some some hastily jotted notes. Oh good on, job. On a piece of note paper. So wow. Um yeah. Hot off the presses. Obviously obviously my prep level for this debriefing session has been about on par with my prep level throughout the campaign. Oh good. <laughs> <laughs> which excellent, is a, which excellent. is another talking point I have on here. No, uh, I seen the, seen the bearing binder. I know you prepped. Well, this is—I mean, I just can't help myself. This is just the creation of the. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah, you, you showed me that. You should describe despite, what, yeah. despite a, a carefully. Please, please uh, forgive carefully, me for the crudity of this uh, campaign folder. Just, just for so, the, just for the, yeah. the listeners, uh, mm-hmm. Desiree, would you mind describing? Uh, yeah, what exactly so Dave's holding up right now? This is a red three-ring binder. It has a sleeve and the plastic sleeve in the front with a graphic in it that says by the sword and it has wait, let me change my view here so I can see it better. The mega the mega cartridge. Yeah, see see what you may not Sega... what you may not know is that this is this is a exact replica of the uh, user guide or user manual that would come with a Sega Master System game back in the day. Yeah, I have no idea. So, <laughs> all right, cool. So, and the Mega Cartridge too was like yeah. the, you know had higher storage for what the deal was. So. Yeah, that was like uh, I think it was eight bit or sixteen. No, it wasn't sixteen bit, but I think it was eight bit. Um, did you take a picture of this? And post I did. It I just took a screen cap, and so oh, okay, uh, of me holding it. So oh, were you smiling or were you? I was looking manic, yeah. Looking humorless. <laughs> looking, looking manic yet humorless, yeah. Yeah. No, anyway, I mean, I, it's I, a difficult I lick to pull off. Yeah. I, yeah, I thank you. I accrued this over the course of running the game. It's true, um, but this is only so the tip about, of the iceberg. So there's multiple tabs in it. I'm still describing it, and it's about mm-hmm. I don't know an inch wide, right? Uh, well, the the folder itself is I think about a two, two inch, inch folder. But yeah, there's about, about an inch, inch and a half, inch, inch or wow. inch and a half worth of content in there. And we but, only did 11 sessions? Yeah, I know. Well, wow. part of this is like, I'll be able to, re- see, this is why I'm saying like, yeah, maybe we can return to this is because I can definitely use this handy little folder for future mm-hmm. campaigns. So, cool. Um, 
Yeah, no, I mean, look, I mean, obviously I did, I'm kind of joking, you know, I, I, I did my due diligence as a GM. I did, I did my prep, but as best as I didn't, exactly. That's the key. Exactly. I, I prepped as much as I could, but I wanted more. I wanted to do more. So, um, but anyway, before we get into all that, Hmm. um, so the origin, I don't know if we really discussed the origins of this campaign at the beginning. Yeah, we did. Uh, but I'll just restate them for the record. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Can you all hear me? Can yeah. you hear me? Oh, yeah, Jesus. I'm here. Okay. I'm just talking over you. Um, so. So what else is new? <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, no. So so basically, originally, this was supposed to be a duet game with me and Alex. Uh, we weren't really intending. To, <laughs> yeah. We weren't really intending to broadcast it or Oops. anything. Um because we had just been talking about them good old days of Palladium games. And we had been talking about some little vanity projects that we were, mm-hmm. uh, that were going to be based on some Palladium projects that were never intended for release. And so that ended, like, I think that led to like, why don't we play a first edition Palladium fantasy game to kind of take it all the way back to the origins of the system. Right. Wasn't that the whole point was like, as an examination of the Palladium system in its most basic form, right? Yeah, I think we were we had been talking about <clears throat> a lot of Palladium, you know, the second edition system and how it has all these crossovers with Ninjas and Super Spies and Heroes Unlimited and Rifts and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, at some point in the conversation, we were talking about what a weird anomaly first edition Palladium Fantasy was, where it was mm-hmm. like, shared some of that original DNA, but it was much closer to, you know... Uh, the sort of modified house rules for D and D that they kind of came that it came from, and so mm-hmm. you know a lot of just kind of like, well, this is something that we I don't know if we, have we ever played first edition played in fantasy before. We always play second edition. I feel like we always played right. second edition. Right. So um, yeah, it kind of came out of that. I think you and I are just forever gonna have. Um, <laughs> You know, we've 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 got the bug. You know, the Palladium bug is never going away. We've realized that. <laughs> yeah. Now. Uh, whatever stage that is acceptance I acceptance guess. yeah i think that's the final stage so is that the final stage Great. yeah I, okay. I believe so perfect yeah. awesome yeah so uh, so now it's the a matter of the grief of being a palladium fan <laughs> the final stage is acceptance <laughs> so now we can happily uh you know continue on and and just enjoy it presumably. i have a uh, i have a confession to make actually uh, oh my God. speaking of the acceptances oh no. i actually have oh no. a I actually have a Google Doc open right now that is what? entitled "The Great Palladium Campaign: The Other GPC," and um, it's it's my idea for a multi-system, multi-linked campaign thing that would span from like 1984 to the year whatever in Rifts, you know, the year 115 PA in Rifts over the course of like multiple different systems. Um, yeah. So wait, no. you're talking about 1984, as in when the uh, when first edition was released? Uh, well, no, the campaign would be set in 1984, but yeah, it would also coincide with with the release of first edition, I guess, <laughs> which is interesting. Actually, I hadn't thought about that until you just mentioned it. So, <laughs> so, so you play like quote unquote modern day characters who then yeah, it, would... it's it would it, the first campaign would be beyond the supernatural. Okay. Then that would be followed by, um, let's see here. Let me let me try and remember. Uh, yeah, you had a Google Doc open. With this. Well, I mean, it's open in in a tab somewhere, but yeah. Okay. Um, so first campaign is Beyond Supernatural. Then that's followed by um, Heroes Unlimited, 
And then that is followed. No, no. I knew I was forgetting one. First campaign is Beyond the Supernatural slash Ninjas and Super Spies mashup. Oh, all yeah. right. That's followed by a Heroes Unlimited campaign set in the 21st century, which is then followed by a Rifts Chaos Earth campaign, which may or may not actually use Chaos Earth. See, this is the thing, too, is like each one would be like my own version. May or may of, not be published yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my own version of the continuity or my own version of the system. Chaos Earth is a whole other ball of wax we won't get into but anyway and then that would then be the the final sort of capstone campaign would be like a proper rifts campaign so it'd be a four four campaign arc each one more grandiose than the one that came before Hmm. yeah well i can tell you right now that i'm very excited about that (laughs) (laughs) very excited about that but i also want to ask desiree how excited you are about that Well, uh, well let, let's 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 get it. Let's, segues nicely. That, yeah, um, let's let's use that segue actually to ask Des. So, so as as the non palladium, as the non play. So so basically, to get back to what I was saying, originally it was going to be a duet game. It was going to be a side gig. I wasn't going to broadcast. I wasn't going to put it out there. And then the pandemic hit, and our regular game group and our regular, you know. Um, game schedule and everything else just completely evaporated so it was like okay well we're already playing this so let's and i'm already recording it i was recording it for my own you know edification and keep me warm on lonely nights at sea uh so you know why don't we just start putting this out but before that even happened des you were like um hey i'll play in any game that alex is in Mm -hmm. you know let's do this yeah and so you you jumped in on it Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I horned my way in. You That's did horn good. your way in. You yeah. you you, uh, <laughs> you invoked a a certain clause in our contract, and uh, you were it's able to. It's part of option. our marriage vows. That's yes. right. It was part of our marriage vows. <laughs> I um, have every right to crash any game that you run for anyone. That's and right. <laughs> the magistrate was very confused by that part. Very confused. Um, it, it made sense to us. This is what matters. But yeah, right. no, you're like, I'm gonna play this game with Alex. I'm like, just Alex. And you're like, yeah. I'm like, I'm in. Like, <laughs> I want, I want to play. I want to yeah. do this. You made, you um, made the duet into a trio, mm-hmm. and but you are not a Palladium fan by any means. No, definitely you not. You dislike traditional fantasy in terms of its tropes. Uh, I mean, it's not my favorite. It's not your no. favorite, mm-hmm. and you dislike D twenty based systems as a general oh, rule. Yeah. So I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. About all those things. First well, of all, general, I know you've played a little bit of Palladium before. We did talk about that before. You played, some, about ninjas and super, you played ninja. some ninjas and super spies. I think you made a Heroes Unlimited character, but we never got that to the table. Who was that? Um, he was like that that uh, Polynesian superhero with the magic trident or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Or the magic uh, Aww, fishing spear or whatever it was. Him. Yeah, he was cool. He was um, so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, see, because, and, you know, Palladium. You saw that sheet, character sheet somewhere? It's around somewhere. Oh, Say what man. you will about Palladium. It okay. makes awesome characters. Okay. You know, like, that's, right. it's very consistent in that way. You will, you will okay. always have an interesting character when you're playing in a Palladium game. Why do you even say if that? You're, even if you're playing a Barfly in Rifts. Uh, <laughs> Why do you think that is? Especially. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of, I think it's because they kind of took character classes to the next, 
level in terms of like giving them just fun little bells and whistles you know uh palladium doesn't give a shit about game balance uh-huh. so every character class is just designed to be what it needs to be nothing more nothing less it, it isn't like oh well this character class needs a uh needs an instant attack because all the other character classes have an instant attack and then this you know they also needs x number of powers per day and it needs this and it needs mm-hmm. that it's like you know it's, it's palladium is basically just like it is up to the gm to mm-hmm. okay any character concept and to be upfront with the players and say all right well if you want to play a barfly and everybody else is playing you know coalition soldiers or a glitter boy and a juicer and a crazy or whatever and rifts uh or you know like you've got like two secret agents and a ninja you know you're going to have to figure out like be aware that these are the issues you're going to be dealing with you know mm-hmm. and you're going to have to navigate that and it's kind of up to you or the gm could just say I'm running into some super spies. Everybody are, you know, monks from a particular temple or everybody's a special mm-hmm. agent working for, um, you know, uh, OSI or whatever, uh, you know, like, um, and, and uh, you know, make your characters accordingly, you know, hmm. so. Uh, and I yeah. just want to say for the record, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love there's no attempts whatsoever to, to balance things. Yeah. And, and. You know, or have any kind of internal consistency. And granted, you do run into some issues with, like, yeah. you know, as far as the rules themselves, kind of, you know, the incompetent ninja right. concept where, like, you, you want to play a character that's kind of a badass and they are really not until maybe sixth level and good luck getting there. Yeah. But the fact that you can kind of, that there are classes available that are in any other system, not any other system, but most other systems would be considered like, broken or mm. why would you play that that they're that they're there because maybe i want to play a barfly not for game re- you know like because i want to be a badass but because i like that character concept yeah, it's yeah. Really great idea. i'm more interested in the role playing sure i might have my moments but they're probably going to be more related to role playing than like being a badass combat monster and that's fine like i like that there's room for that for me i don't have to play like this integral you know, part of the combat machinery of our group or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the fact that it just doesn't care, I think is what gives it, why you can have such interesting characters is that freedom. Because in creating these classes and these skills and all these other things, they're not, there's not a lot of time being spent worrying how they fit in with other things. It's just, hey, here's some cool stuff. It can cause issues with certain things like contradictions with other rules. <laughs> But yeah, it's still like you can have this crazy, crazy character. And then it's also up to the, the GM and the other players to make that character exciting and interesting and mm. have memorable moments rather than worrying whether they bring that all, you know, to the table just as a character class. So yeah, because like even just it. even just throwing out like, oh, everybody's playing coalition soldiers except this one person who's playing a barfly. Immediately in the back of my mind, I'm like, that's a cool campaign because that's like these coalition soldiers are working on the frontier and they have to like, uh, there's some some kind of task they've been sent to go deal with and this barfly is their local contact. It's like, yeah. you know, go to the uh, go to the angry angry beaver saloon and you know ask for Leonard or whatever. Yeah, but and, maybe Leonard maybe Leonard has this backstory where he used to be some type of like exactly. operative or exactly. something. You know, yes, exactly. Like yeah, some yeah. other already we're creating a campaign here, right? And, you know, and it's like yeah. You see those characters all the time in those kind of you know movies or wherever where it's like someone gets swept up in the action and they're really in over their head. And it's like yeah. 
that's interesting. It doesn't have to be that doesn't have to be an NPC. That could be a player character. You know, you're swept up, you're in over your head, you're trying to survive, you have these skills that maybe complement some of the other skills. And then like you're saying, Desiree, too, mm-hmm. clever GMs can work in a story yeah. where, you know, this this barfly actually has some other stuff going on. And mm-hmm. that gets revealed over time. And then it's yeah. such a it's so exciting for the other players to see all of a sudden like this wimpy you know barfly that was kind of like constantly hiding during the firefights mm-hmm. actually has all this to offer has this crazy you know mm-hmm. it's it's like yeah the, the options are endless and it's because you aren't limited and everybody's a badass everybody can right you know and it's really well cool. your, your badass is in your own specialized world you know like yeah you know, like you're a librarian Definitely. badass or you right, are, you right, know, right. like you're the expert in your field. Yeah. Right. And so, and the game seems to give you the latitude to do that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, so speaking of that, so get back to my original question. So you had there some three parts to it. There was, there was a three. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, governor. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so you, d- you haven't had a lot of experience with Palladium games. No. Uh, definitely. You have by far the least Although, I had a very negative experience with ninjas and super spies. I got pissed. Who has That's true. Well, I, I, the, everyone, <laughs> everyone was pissed. Everyone in the group was pissed. So I was mad. Like my character died so stupidly and so quickly that I was yeah. just like, yeah. "What was the point of that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my ninjas and super spies experience as well. Yeah. I died no, so every, no, everyone hated that. Everyone hated that. <laughs> I was so it was very upsetting. And <laughs> to be the tagline of ninjas and super spies. Ninjas and super spies die stupidly. <laughs> Yes, you can die stupidly. (laughs) Live stupidly or die trying. Um, There you go. There you go. Yeah. So I um, anyway. So about that. Yeah. What? So what was your experience this time around? Uh, I'm you know in particular. So yeah, the three part question is: What was your experience with Palladium as a game system and as kind of like an expressed you know modality of play i guess we could say because that includes like things like how the alignment system works how the xp system works what was your experience with playing a d20 system again for the first time in a while and then what was the last one that i played i don't even know i mean maybe well i mean we played um uh oh what was the game jade ran uh woodland woodland warriors woodland warriors okay that was was d20 based yeah but that was kind of like a uh that yeah that was a um streamlined version of fifth edition so oh um D. yeah but uh and then and then what was your experience with uh you know fantasy fantasy like it's a generic kind of i you know quote unquote generic fantasy okay like thank you for that i'll you'll have to review it probably two more times for me but that's fine answer answer in any order you want so in terms of palladium like i was thinking about that this morning because i thought oh we're going to talk about this later mm-hmm. and so i was thinking about my I didn't struggle with the system more so than any other system. Um, It didn't feel the character sheets we were using. Big shock that I'm saying this, the character sheets we were using, I always find inadequate. And I hope that whenever, anyway, all I'm saying is that um, I'm just very picky about character sheets. Like they have to be organic. Like they have to flow with what's important in the game and the information I need to know needs to be in my goddamn face for me to like enjoy myself so that I'm not always going, uh, ooh, uh. If I'm looking at a sheet and I'm like, especially oh. with a game where there's like all these bonuses and skills. Yeah, which I couldn't, power, I mean, yeah. most of the delays were me looking at the sheet going, I don't know where that is. Everything's yeah. initialed. 
it's not spelled out. There's acronyms yeah. for everything. I'm like, I'm yeah. not into that. And you guys knew what the acronyms were, which is yeah, because we learned them when we were like still teenagers and our minds were still sponges. So you know, <laughs> exactly. like, yeah. learning to play the piano when you're a kid, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like what? It's just a diminished eighth note into a G sharp major. I mean, what's what the big the, deal? Like, I don't know what that is. I'm like Salieri <laughs> to your guys' Mozart. So I'm going, like, I don't know what this is. So I'm trying my best. So I thought as a game in general, I thought it was a little. Like it made things, it made things hard, you mm-hmm. know, like it wasn't mm-hmm. like there were a lot of easy, easy um, roles in terms of like, oh, I know I'm going to succeed this now. Sure. It was never guaranteed. Everything was always on edge. So Everything I was like, was okay, that's buyer. good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good, which is good. And um, Although I'll just interject really quickly that the Palladium system puts a lot of that load on the GM's shoulders. It was up to me to decide when to call for roles. There's really mm-hmm. no guidance in the game whatsoever. And it's oh, only okay. because I've run Palladium enough times to know you really should only call for roles when there's stakes involved. You know, and the mistake I used to make back in the day is I'd call for roles for everything. So people would be constantly failing, (laughs) you know, so yeah, so yeah, so so I think in terms of that, I mean, the system wasn't bad. Mm. Like it's, it didn't, it wasn't annoying. Mm. I was just annoyed with the character sheet because I didn't know what I needed to do. Which I I Um, believe I mentioned before, like there is actually still to this day, no official character sheet for first edition Palladium fantasy. Uh, And and I've yet to ever see a Palladium character sheet, either official or homemade that I actually like. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, it was crap. Um, And then, but the system itself, I could understand the merit, but Mm. it was, it felt tough. Like it felt like Mm -hmm. it was, it was difficult. Um, the second piece you add, you asked was about the, um, was it like the more about the system? Well, it was okay. So like the D20, like playing a D20 type. Oh, D20 type game. Yeah. (sighs) Like with all the modifiers and. Sometimes I like that. Sometimes I like that, Yeah. but I'm just, I don't want to have to use more than one type of dice all the time. Heresy. I know. I just, Give me D20s and D6s. It, I mean, Palladium is and, weird how you're having to switch between a D20 and a percentile dice. That's what you know. I didn't like, because then I think that's yeah. what I confused some of my roles, too. Which that yeah. wasn't, That's just for me not knowing and not being as familiar with the game. Hmm. So, for me personally, because, you know, I mean, I kind of dwell in the world of darkness. Mm-hmm. And I also... Um, I like, I'm like more narrativist games. Mm-hmm. But I do like the accountability of... Um, of more crunchy games. Like I do like that accountability because it, mm. it can help you to be more creative at times, which is, it, which is you mean cool. like how it forces unexpected outcomes. Yes. It's not as, yeah. it's not as much of like wanking. Cause like, and I wanking is good. Like I think like for story <laughs> games and stuff like that, wankery is good. And uh-huh. I think, I think it can be fun, but but, like, but as with all things, wanky wankerish wanking, it's in the right place at the right time. There's that, and also, <laughs> and also, there's like something to be said for accountability. With I like, need to know more about this wankery. Like, what, what, <laughs> <laughs> now I so feel like I mean, I'm, I'm out of the, the loop. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna okay, wank, okay. if you're so, gonna have a wank, you don't want to do it out in public. You right? Do you it, don't. Yeah, you no, no, no. I mean, right no. We're talking about role playing games here. What's going? on? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> conversation taking mean, a turn. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I guess like bringing yeah. in that um that kind of Okay, yeah, it might make people feel awkward. But in terms of, like, masturbating or winking, it's like, you know what you like, you're going to go for it, boom, done. Like, like, yeah, and you're, like, feeling like, this is great, like, I love this. Uh But then, like, 
So when you're with a partner, it's like different because there's an exchange and you're like, what do they like? What do I like? What do we like together? Like, I don't know. So it's just like, well, with the crunch, more crunchy systems, I think you're kind of bouncing up against that, <laughs> figurative and literally against that system that's like telling you, oh, I want, this is exactly what it needs to be, as opposed to a different type of partner, like a narrative game. It's kind of like, you're like, whoa, like, this is kind of like whatever I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so both combined can be good, which is why I, <laughs> I always inserted my little, um, narrativist kind of questions you know mm-hmm. like well, what about this or tell me about this yeah, thing describe you know? like, describe to me your dwarven nanny yeah like i find those <laughs> things like that helps me to get more into the game mm-hmm. at the same time like i like the accountability of having a different type of system so mm-hmm. it's good for our brains to to learn new things and to do that kind of stuff do i want to do it constantly no mm-hmm. but when you're playing with the right people so that goes back to that when you're playing with the right people and with a GM that you trust, then it's like, cool, this is like, this is okay. I can handle it. Yeah. But I was a little impatient at times with how difficult it was to succeed. I'd say you've That's been all. much more impatient with other game systems, to be honest. I, I felt Well, like I've really listened to some of these, and I'm like, God, I'm just, I'm up to my old tricks of just being such a douche sometimes. Well, like, that's that's the other thing. You guys were writing my ass constantly. But well, that's, that's a whole, a whole other, other, that's a whole other part yeah. of it. That's a whole other part of this postmortem, actually, that I want to talk about. Okay. But, like, um, yeah. but yeah, but so, so that's to answer that question. And then the last question was high yeah. fantasy, like, how did it, it? Yeah, how did it feel to, to, to game in a high fantasy kind of setting? It's okay. I mean, like, again, like, it's not my favorite thing in the world. I like watching those movies and like, like, that's cool. But I don't like read Mm. fantasy. I'm not, Mm. I'm more of like a horror game, um, psychological thriller type person. Mm -hmm. So, but I do like fantasy. It has its place. I love the symbolism of, of fantasy. Mm -hmm. And I think we were able to do a lot of symbolic pieces actually Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. game, Mm -hmm. um, especially with the zeitgeist and everything. I felt like we really were able to kind of tap into that, which I like um, without like being so heavy handed about this is who this is. And this is what this is. It's like, mm-hmm. we're dealing with these issues of injustice and there's this underlying piece. Although there's this adventure of like this, the sword, this, this bounty hunter, the circus, mm-hmm. this vampire. But there was also these underlying things of like, this world is very problematic. <laughs> and yeah. this world, in terms of both of our characters, like we were both pretty disenfranchised and victims of this world of the system yeah and so we were trying to break out of that which i thought was really fun um in a lot of ways so so it is telling that the end of the the campaign spoiler alert i guess if anyone's listening to this before (laughs) i don't know why you'd go to the postmortem before (laughs) listening to the whole campaign that it it ended with us both essentially now i mean we're still on this world essentially escaping Mm -hmm. the you know uh what is it the the western empire Mm -hmm. yeah and going to points where you know maybe it's different you know and so it is interesting that that's kind of has been the driving force even with all these other like you said these other little little uh uh side missions and this kind of quest (laughs) with this this vampire and the sword and everything all these other things going on really the driving force for both of our characters is to get the hell out of here like yeah you know and and not only that but you know um kind of being very forthright with what how they felt about what was going on 
And, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah we, were, yeah. yeah, we were like a fantasy embodiment of Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. We're just like, <laughs> we just gotta get out of here. You know? like, <laughs> there it is. This is like, oh, like, oh, like I got a fast wolf in, right? Equivalent. Like, yeah best car by tracy chapman that's right like we were just like like okay that, just put that quote on the on the cover of the novelization <laughs> yep totally <laughs> uh yeah so that's what we i mean that's that's to answer your questions but i'm kind of curious like uh, the same questions for alex being a seasoned player like yeah i'll, I'll flip that around but i also just yeah i wanted to just interject and say uh for myself in terms of the uh the setting and we can talk about the system as well, Alex, but in terms of the setting, like that was probably the, the one I was least familiar with of the, the three, you know, oh. like, and, uh, and um, I was very pleasantly surprised because I did like all the nuance. I did like the fact that the world is very much painted in shades of gray, you know, and there's yeah. there, I mean, there aren't any like good guy yeah. kingdoms in no. Palladium, but there aren't any like bad guy king. There aren't any like Mortor or any kind of that shit like that, you know, like where <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, the Dark Lord rules over here. You I know? like that. I like I, that. I actually, ones. yeah, exactly. No, I, yeah. and, and, and the, the fact that like the, the monster races, quote unquote, are like they're you know they behave the way they do because of reasons they're That's not and this has been a huge topic of discussion ironically uh during the time we were playing was this this whole you know firestorm broke out in the D community where people were like you know what fuck essentialized evil orcs and evil goblins yeah. like what the yeah. fuck man you know yeah. like if you're gonna have something that's essentially evil make it a demon otherwise it should have you know, uh, culture and it should have reasons for acting <clears throat> yeah. like, okay, so maybe orcs are raiders and they want to tear down human civilization. Give them a reason for it. Like for them, it makes perfect sense why they would be doing this. And Palladium, you know, it's like Glorantha does that too. There's a lot of great nuance. You know, I, I always like nuance in my fantasy settings and, yeah. and, and I really liked how, yeah, I mean, it was eerie and weird how the situation <laughs> in the Western empire was like, you know, there's yeah. all this racial, racialized injustice and, and, uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, economic, uh, you know, inequality and people mm -hmm. getting fed up with it and rumors of rebellion going around. And it's like, right. Oh. It's also interesting to me that, you know, with this, these, you know, with D&D, it's like, you know, D&D is the biggest game, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But like, you know, and so there's talk about, oh, hey, you know, we need to, we need to change this up. This, this can't yeah. be. Yeah. Palladium First Edition, 1984. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, not to like toot Palladium's horn any, but I've already, <laughs> Don't do I've, that. I've already careful, established, careful now. established that I'm in the acceptance phase. So <laughs> they've been doing that I mean, since 1984. It's like, there's yeah. no nuance. Not only is it nuanced in the sense of like, everyone has their motivations, but like, I get this, even, even from the ending of the campaign where uh, Maneater gets a vision of her family. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, there's like the Wolfen have this kind of Roman style uh, civilization. Yeah. And civilization, West, yeah. Civilization, yeah. And, and in the Western Empire, they're viewed as like, oh, the savage North with this, you know? And so it's like, it's all perception too. It's not yeah. even a matter of motivations mm -hmm. and nuance, yeah. but it's a matter of where you are, you're going to perceive another, you know, uh, civilization as something that they aren't. Yeah, know, through your own lens, and so it's Absolutely. like really, it's so much nuance there. And what's interesting about it too is we played some other, you know, briefly, not not a ton, but some other games where you kind of get into sort of that swords and sorcery pulp kind of feel, or mm. like more OSR style. Mm. But this game really captured that. Uh, like I felt like NPCs you run into 
I never, I always felt kind of on my heels Mm. with, are they good? Are they not? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really feel super comfortable with the decision I just made. And (laughs) I might, I might just change that decision. You know, like even, even Mm -hmm. this last thing with kind of siding with that Baron, I forgot forgot his name was, but Uh, the Baron. uh, Wenglid, I believe. Wenglid. And, oh, hey, can you mind helping us assassinate, helping us assassinate the emperor? And it's like, well, I know the emperor is a bad dude. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did this, you know, the mind read on him and it was like evil, evil, evil. I know that he's like a mind mage and probably the, of the variety that most mind mages kind of end up, you know, going down, which is like time to manipulate people. Yeah. And uh, so I already had all that information going into this, but I still wasn't, I wasn't like, it wasn't like this guy was like, I am Sir Wenglid the Paladin and we are here to, you know, it's just yeah. like, this dude is shady. He's trying to assassinate this guy. Like, it was like cutting a deal guy. with uh, Palpatine, you know? It's, yeah. it's just like, yeah. And, and the yeah. other guy, I already know he was after me, like the the hound or the wh- whoever's, uh, yeah. was already after me, yeah. the bounty hunter. So it's like, it puts you in these positions and this, you know, I will, you know, I could chalk some of it up to the setting. I could also... We'll have to uh, heap praise upon our, our GM Dave yes, for, yes. for uh, creating this. But like it creates uh-huh. these situations with my character where I felt very uncomfortable with most decisions that he had to make. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and as much as I squirm about that, as much as I may also, uh, you know, um, harangue the GM about it. Or, <laughs> you know, as a player, I love that. I love yeah. that yeah. it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, did I just do the right thing? I don't know if I did. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, and so it, it and it really caused me as a player to really look deep into who my character was and what would be important to him, mm. and it also is kind of the right pressure setting to force decision making that kind of reveals what your character's like, and I think that's yep. when he finally went fuck this and went to rescue <laughs> Annalie, you know, and, yeah. and, right, and right. said all this stuff was because the the pressure of of all these opposing things on him. He mm-hmm. had to go out some way, and he went out with the. All right, that's it. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna rescue my girlfriend. Like that was just his like yeah, his like thing. Yeah. And so, um, you know, told the emperor before he knew that it was, um, or even if he ever did know that it was man eater. Yeah. Right. You know, said, right. "Hey, watch out." You know. You're oh yeah, die. that's what I actually loved about that is that you sent a telepathic warning to the emperor, but you didn't even know it was Maneater. You were just warning the emperor because you were trying to throw a monkey wrench into the gears. Yeah. And you were just like, look out, you're, you know, look out for an assassination that's coming right now. And you yeah. just assumed, oh, the emperor is a mind mage. He's going to grab my, tell, you know, my message. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, but it was actually your warning Maneater, which was great. Yeah, yeah, totally. There were a lot of those kind of cool. moments throughout the campaign. Yeah, yeah. Synchronicity. So going back to that main question, so... Yeah. So- the system, the um, D twenty system, or Palladium as a setting. All right. Well, Palladium, Palladium as a as a game philosophy, I guess, or right, a, right, a game right. experience. It's the Palladium uh-huh. experience, right? So, right. so Alex, it had been a while, been a while yeah. since uh, oh, you played no. uh, a Palladium game. No. Uh, how was it to return to its uh, warm embrace? It was the embrace was warm. Uh, <laughs> So I'm, pull, I'm bringing over my character sheet here. Okay. Oh, kind nice. Of a, a little nice. bit of a touchstone okay. where I can kind of take a look at all it. Right. And yeah. see what it, See what it brings up. Uh, all right. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's, it's, it's basically with Palladium, it's, it's so weird. I don't know what kind of magic Uncle Kev possesses <laughs> where, where he could where the game is enjoyable kind of in spite of itself in spite it's very much so yeah you know like i look at all the i look at all these weird skills and their 
kind of arbitrary percentage numbers, all the melee bonuses, which I don't really have any, but you know, are just kind of sure. all over the place and weird. Yeah. And uh, like weird background information. And it's, I mean, this is of course the character she, like you were saying, Desiree, about yeah. cluttered and hard to find. I mean, I was constantly flipping around trying to find stuff. Mm. You know, all the this the kind of weird spells that are, in my case, these psionics that are not really fully detailed and leave a lot open to interpretation as far as like, how do they work? What do they mm-hmm. actually do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're looking out on the surface and I would say, you know, there's a lot of, a lot there that seems like it shouldn't work. It seems like it should be just an utter mess. Mm. Right. And it's not. I had such a good time. It's <laughs> like, it's like it took, it, it made me kind of have to take responsibility for uh, playing my character how I wanted to play ah. rather than like, like, you know, too uh, constrained by, even though the rules are like really dense, it's yeah. it kind of opened up that freedom a little bit. Mm. Yeah. There's there are skills here that I never used at all. Mm-hmm. I never would use, but I don't know. Maybe I would preserve yeah. food. Preserve. Okay, uh, uh, let's just let's just stop the presses for a second. Let's just take this as a perfect example. Uh, I'm, glad I, I, I'm, I'm very glad. I'm very glad I brought my character sheet out. Preserve food. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little extreme. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about this revelation. Okay, uh, do tell. Do uh, tell. Uh, Preserve food. Preserve food is a skill I took. It's a secondary skill. Yep. Uh, I don't recall exactly how I came about it during right. character creation, but it was one of those skills where it's like, uh, what the preserve hell? food, sure, yeah, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Preserve food is the skill that I used to create the beef jerky oh! that fucking killed the main <laughs> boss of the campaign. <laughs> the garlic, the garlic pepper beef yes, jerky. The garlic yes. pepper beef jerky. I mean, yeah. I see, unless unless I'm totally misremembering this, but I, no. I just happened upon some beef jerky on its own. I don't think you did. I don't I think remember. You I, I don't you remember you picking it up. So that's when you yeah. said you had it. Because I had the preserved food. The preserve, preserve food. And you specifically makes... wrote beef jerky on your character yeah, sheet, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's not like you wrote rations and then you're like, oh, no. beef jerky's in there or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I have to we'll have to go back and and you know re-listen maybe. Uh, yeah. But I'm I seem to recall a connection between my preserved food and the fact that I had several pounds of beef jerky on. Me. It might have even a, come up during character creation, which I didn't I didn't post our character. Oh, creation that might have been it too. Like but you might have been like, oh well, I've got preserved food. Maybe I have some beef jerky, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. You that, know, that like, makes sense <laughs> because I didn't have any money, and I was like, hey, do you, do you buy any rations? Like ra- yeah. rations? Yeah. yeah. And like, well, I have preserved I have preserved fine. You have some beef jerky. Yeah, okay, exactly. but yeah, regardless, yeah. like the, that, that is a direct. There's a direct connection between that silly, ridiculous skill mm-hmm. and what ended up basically, you know, our, our, our the way that we went about killing this vampire. And yeah. yeah, you know, to me, that's kind of that encapsulates my feelings towards Palladium in general. Is yeah. that, and I think you know, we we brought up a few times on here um, the Mega Dumbcast. Mm-hmm. And what this reminds me a bit of his like when he gushed over the gizmos you could put into a supercar, like a super spy car. <laughs> yeah. And one of them was a was a dispenser that could dispense, you know, uh soup. Hot soup. Yeah. Hot soup or <laughs> hot cocoa or tea, maybe coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to choose. It was like choose one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like so arbitrary, so dumb on a surface. You go yeah. like, why am I wasting time and calories to 
turn the yeah. focus down. Yeah. But those little details <laughs> can end up making such a difference. And yeah. you may never use them. You know, I don't think I ever use play clarinet. Maybe I tried to. <laughs> I think you I think you mentioned it once, like when you were at the tavern. But yeah, no, I think what he was saying about the choose choose what hot liquid dispenser you want is that that in and of itself in, says so much about your character that your character would do hot tea versus hot cocoa versus hot soup. What kind of person wants a hot soup dispenser in their car? You know, right. it, it's like you're driving, you're like sitting yeah. with your knees as you're like, yeah, eating yeah I could really go for some lobster bisque right about now. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, what does that say if someone's a passenger in that car? Like, hey, you want some lobster bisque? Yeah, it comes out of the, it, the yeah, it comes out of the cigarette lighter. Like, yeah. <laughs> hold your cup under it. But it, yeah, it's just it says so much about your character, like who they are, and so like yeah. just making that one little decision, you've suddenly opened up and it gets gets back to what we're talking about with like character creation and palladium mm-hmm. games you know it, it just opens up so many vistas you know which is but out of sheer stupidity you know right. it's, it's like it's so dumb but it's yeah. like it's, it's like it's like a fun a fun loving kind of dumb you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, i could see that for sure so so yeah i think i think ultimately it's i i enjoyed it uh, I mean, I, I was already going into it po- with a positive sort of like, sure, I, yeah. I really want to like this, but yeah. even still, you know, I, I've, I've gotten cynical enough that I can, mm. that those, those, you know, that positivity is quickly dashed if like the game just doesn't deliver. Uh, <laughs> right, right. But it didn't. I, I, I really liked it. There were, yeah, a few moments like, you know, kind of Desiree saying where it's like, mm-hmm. I, it was so, so, um, the system is a little unforgiving on certain things. Oh, uh, armor repair mm. was probably oh, the one moment where I really had genuine frustration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just it just felt so punishing that I I just like why why is this even necessary? Um, but yeah, but otherwise the system really did you know really felt uh, fun. I just had a really good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it got to the point where we didn't even want to spend money on anything because we were just no. so pissed and like. I don't think I had like, money all the no. time. Yeah. The entire campaign, I had, z- I had zero money. No, you yeah. had you had money. You had money. No, I don't, you were I don't trying to convince to... me that you didn't. Mm. Just no, so that I don't you didn't think have to spend any it. No, I didn't. Ha- I had zero. I mean, I'm no. looking here and I see zero. So. Yeah. This is no. an interesting segue into the harangue. I'm having piece, a photo. But, um... I'm having... <laughs> I'm having a photographic memory moment, and I right, of course, of course, vividly with this big old zilch. <laughs> Naturally, mm-hmm. uh, but before we get to the haranguing, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I, I did have a, another question for Alex, and then also just in my for for myself as a GM running Palladium, I, I want yeah. to kind of address oh, totally. that. But uh, for Alex, my question to you is: uh, um, Palladium First Edition obviously is is probably the most different iteration of the palladium system out of all their games and that you know apart from uh recon which uses a completely different system but um the uh the palladium fantasy first edition is quite different from later iterations and later iterations of course can be accused i think of getting a little bit too lost in the details right where it's like i mean you want to talk about useless skills you know (laughs) like palladium games are notorious for just having literally three dozen skills on your character sheet and it's like stuff like advanced mathematics or floral arranging or things that are just like interesting little character notes but it's like when are you ever really going to use that and then not even being applied in the game like i think megadumbcast pointed out that in beyond the supernatural there's 
I can't remember if it's the medical doctor. It's some kind of like high level medical profession where they kind of forgot to put the right prerequisites in. So like you can be, I think it's like, let's just say medical doctor without knowing advanced mathematics, computer systems, or like, <laughs> you know, like all these other things that you really should know as a doctor. Right. Wow. And, and yet, they have those prerequisites for other medical professions. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, if you don't have the prerequisites, become an MD, uh, you know, but otherwise fuck being a veterinarian. I mean, forget about it, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. So anyway, so how did you find the more, uh, let's just say uh, basic, you know, it's like palladium basic, right? The more basic uh, iteration of the palladium system versus like our experiences with the later versions. Well, it's, it, it's been a while since we've mm -hmm. played Palladium games in general, let yeah. alone Palladium Fantasy Second Edition. So it'll yeah. be a little a little tricky for me to really um, compare personal, you know, my personal experience because I've also changed as a player over the years. And, yeah. And so you know, I think uh, you know if we if we played a bit of Second Edition, I would yep. be able to you know have a better idea. Uh, I will say that. Uh, I did enjoy the grittiness of first edition. It felt kind of mm, like mm. it felt, it felt a little bit like a, uh, it felt very rough around the edges. It felt very kind of, uh, mm. you know, you play, you, you, you just kind of make your own fun sort of thing. Like yeah, there, are, yeah. there are skills and stuff in there. So that maybe speaks a bit to the over, you know, the, the overly complex or, or whatever, you know, second edition. Mm. versus just keeping it nice and simple. So I really did like that. I really feel like the skills aren't, this is the first time, and I think this comes this comes back to what you were saying before about how to run Palladium and how you don't call for skill rules for every instance of that, you know, skill. Mm -hmm. That's It's just when there are stakes. It's just when it's like a high stress environment. It's just when you would really need that skill role to call for it. Yeah. So in a way, I've been viewing, at least during this, this session, and I feel like this would, this would carry over to second edition, I feel like this, your skill list is almost an extension of your character background. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you, you look at it, yeah. you, have, you have all these percentages, but those percentages are representative, right? They'll tell yeah. you that you're pretty good at demon lore, but you're not great. Mm -hmm. yeah. you're, you're actually really good at reading and writing dwarf. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to roll every time. But it right. means like it's a, it's a it's a representation of things about your character that are that you're good at that you are sort of okay at that you know a little bit you dabble in and things you don't know anything about. Like and, you you you've got the complete collection of the dwarf version of J.R.R. Tolkien at home on your shelf in the original dwarfish, <laughs> and you've yeah. read it all multiple times. You know. Yeah, and it tells you some stuff about your character too. Like I chose that like as far as my background with having a. Um, uh, dwarven nanny, you know, yeah, yeah, right, you know, right, and like, right. and kind of how that ties into that too, yeah. and that tied into my racial hostility elves, right? So, it's yeah. Like oh, yeah, stuff that I kind of like, you know, sh sh oh, I could tell you some stories, you know, yeah, yeah, like that kind of thing. So, there's all these different weird elements that go in, and they kind of, they kind of, um, they kind of weave in and out of the different sections. So, there'll mm. be some of that in the sort of quote unquote background section, which is on the first page of the character sheet. But some of that is contained in the skill section. Mm. Some of it is contained in the equipment section. Hmm. My beef jerky mm. is a prime example. You know, I consider, <laughs> yeah. And so what I found is that if played that way, if you treat it like mm. all of it is kind of just, just more uh, 
ways of looking at your character's background and who they are, mm. it becomes much more interesting and less uh, mm -hmm. frustrating because yeah. in that case, if you had a character who was a, to take kind of your more modern day example, who was, you know, a veterinarian or, or who had all these weird skills or, you know, like computer repair and computer this and that and the other. Yeah, it's, it's a little much and it's kind of a pain in the butt when you're trying to create your character because it takes forever. Mm. But at the same time, when you're going through, like if you're sitting there as, as this is what I do, as the GM is, you know, describing a scene or as, you know, maybe something's going on with the other players and I'm mm. just kind of sitting here, you know, listening and, and sort of absorbing everything. I might have my character sheet open and I'm just kind of like, you know, browsing a bit and I'm like, oh, he's a 32% in paint you know and things that kind of will seep into who he is as a character mm. maybe they'll never come out in gameplay maybe they will um right right and so for me it's kind of like it's and that's where i where i think it comes back to treating this as a system that on its surface looks like it should be a total mess but it actually isn't because right. and, but it depends on how you play it and so playing it that way you know it just kind of becomes a, a part of who your character is so yeah. I guess, long no, story totally short, right. second yeah. edition doesn't, I mean, I'll have to, again, play it, you mm -hmm. know, to kind of get a better feel for it. But all that extra stuff mm -hmm. that's loaded on top of it mm -hmm. doesn't really worry me too much if if I approach it the same way. If I approach it from a, this is just part of my character's backstory, who they are, how they got to where they are. Mm -hmm. And it's stuff that I can take or leave as I like, stuff that I won't be forced to make a role every single time. It's not like I'm going to have to make a drive auto roll every time i drive a car yeah i mean and that's the thing it's like if you look at it and i got this from gerps you know like in in gerps your skill levels actually are like okay so you get like say in gerps terms you have a drive skill 14 that doesn't mean you're rolling every time or if you are rolling you should be getting like a big healthy bonus like with a plus eight if it's like a normal driving condition but um uh the 14 is for like you are in a car chase you know, yeah. like that's, that's where it's at. So like, that's kind of the, the baseline I go off of. So, so in that sense, you're absolutely right. Like if you had that floral arranging skill and it was a 32%, yeah. kind of like, oh, that's horrible. Like you're going to, you're going to fuck up your flower arrangements two out of every three times. No, you're not actually, because you should only be rolling flower arranging 32% under the floral arrangement equivalent of a car chase. I have no idea what that is. I guess uh, uh, competing yeah, in I like, wonder. you know, going yeah. to like the uh, competition. Uh, the Japanese botanical garden in, in San Francisco and like entering into an Ikebana, uh, content, you know, uh, um, uh, tournament or whatever, Yeah, you know, and, and you're, you're competing against some of the best floral arrangement rangers from the, you know, the mainland Hawaii and Japan, you know, and it's, it's just like, Oh shit, I got to roll my 32%. <laughs> I have no way, you know, like I have right. very slim chances of winning, you know? Yeah. Right. right. But it's like, how often is that going to happen? Like, Oh, right. that's why you get, experience points every time you roll a skill even if you fail because it's yeah. like you really shouldn't yeah. be rolling skills that often you know right yeah and, and so. i think as far as the floral ranging goes too like that's a great little background piece it's because yep. you know what if uh an npc is also also has that skill and they come over to your character's apartment and they yep. see that you have wonderful flower arrangements and it creates a Thing where like the NPC starts to you know maybe it's, it can transform into a friendship a romantic yeah. uh, relationship it mm -hmm. can just change how they view your character as far as maybe mm -hmm. whether they trust you or relate to you more mm -hmm. uh, it can add little fun quirky things like you while you're waiting in the uh, you know office to meet with you know XYZ 
you notice that there's a little flower arrangement and you just can tell it's shitty and you see you go over and just kind of fiddle with it you know yeah. little <laughs> things that are just like so you don't yeah. have to roll but they're little character details which can then inform other details and so yeah totally if you're looking at it strictly and i think maybe the percentage is what throws people off and it's probably a fault of the system itself just for having that you know mm-hmm. having it that way yep. but you see a percentage like that and your first inclination is that's something i have to roll on to do that thing mm-hmm. yeah exactly whereas exactly. looking at it more as like a if you were to turn this into you know more of a narrative style game you would give yourself maybe a sort of a, um, a qualifier there like good poor very, mm-hmm. you know, something where you can say like, oh, you're very good at this. You're, you know, here's some of your skills that you're pretty good at. Here's some skills you're really good at and use those more as kind of indicators for your character's actions, you know? Exactly. Wow, my character's yeah. really good at flower arranging. Okay, that's interesting, yeah. but uh, we'll see where that takes us. Maybe nowhere, maybe somewhere cool. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah, and and yeah, you, I mean, it's like most of the time you want to do a floral arrangement, great. You did it, guess what? You know, yeah. and it looks and good. you're going to impress most people, yeah. You're going to impress right. most people, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So that was, that was what I had there. Oh yeah. And then, uh, I mean, just in terms of, um, GMing as well, uh, I've talked enough about the XP and the alignment, uh, system, but I just want to say again, like, cause I see people slag it off a lot, you know, like, Oh, it's so dumb, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, actually, no. Cause I mean, we were talking about D&D off mic and like I mean unless you're using milestone advancement you know like if you're doing in D&D if you're doing like the core advancement it's like how do you advance you fight things and you kill them or you defeat them or you drive them off or whatever but you fight things you know and that's how you get ahead and in Palladium I just love the fact that just playing your character knowing who your character is playing them well and uh, it's gonna it's that's how you're gonna level up and that can Mm -hmm. include fighting but it doesn't have to, you know, right, and, right. and it also encourages heroic behavior, it encourages, you know, putting yourself in harm's way, potential self-sacrifice, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. It's a little bit more work for me as the GM, because I have to constantly keep that in <laughs> mind, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, let me give you XP for that, you know, but the more you do it, the more it kind of becomes second nature. So. Unless you're being harangued by players. Well. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no, 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 I don't want to jump into that yet. Not yet, but yeah. I mean, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> players will, you know, we will we'll say, hey, wasn't that a... Uh, well, a futile idea like yeah and, I, and I don't have any problem with that actually i find that very helpful in fact i think you know in terms of palladium character sheet design i think every character sheet should have the xp matrix on it just so that the players also know uh, yeah they can keep track of it. it 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 helps the gm remember and then also it, yeah. it gives them guidelines you know like you're looking down and you go mm-hmm. oh shit i could get like 100 xp for being daring i'm gonna yeah. be daring. you know let me figure out a way to do that you know like yeah. or i can I, I get 50 xp every time i play in character you know yeah, like exactly. nice i'm gonna do that as much as possible you know yeah <laughs> it's, it really is a great system for that and i i could say that you know just comparing it like you said to D and kind of how what the differences are and, and one of the things that's just interesting about it too is, you know, one of the complaints that we've had and that I know other people probably have and, mm-hmm. and is that it's very slow leveling, right? Yeah. Like you, the experience, the amount of experience you get versus, you know, how often you level up or, you know, what you need to level up to the next level is very, it's rough. Yeah. But it's, it's also kind of, kind of genius I don't know if I won't go that far, but it's, it's kind of it's cool. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> in, in that, you know, when you do level up, yeah, you get access to new things. So like as a mind mage, I get new psionics, I get some more ISP, I get some more hit points, stuff like that, which is cool. 
but you don't have the same sort of uh, like um, power creep or whatever you want to call it as you would in maybe something like D&D where, you know, all of a sudden the, ca- the characters are so powerful that you have to like throw harder and harder monsters at them. It's like, mm-hmm. there's no real reason for that. Yeah. You can have like our, we were mostly, I mean, level three up until the end of the campaign. It felt very yeah. epic. Yeah, it did. We were facing off against the emperor of the Western of Western Empire. We were facing yep. off against a, a freaking, you know, uh, Nosferatu vampire mm-hmm. carnival guy. Yep, yep. Um, we were, you know, there's all this, all this goddamn stuff. carnival vampires. Carnival vampires. Yeah, every damn time. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and it felt very epic. It didn't feel like we needed to be higher level to do that. It didn't feel like right. we were missing out on like some mm-hmm. sort of experience because we were lower right. level. So. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, right. It, it you you weren't you weren't killing rats in the tavern cellar for their first. Right. Fire, yeah, and know. we weren't also like waiting on leveling up as the reward. You know, it's like it was nice when we leveled up. It was fun, but it was more like a sort of uh, Pavlo for me. Anyway, it was kind of a Pavlovian response to leveling up. Where I'm like, level up, you know. Whereas, right. whereas I was having a great time even without that. And you know, having that level up was cool because it unlocked new things, but it didn't. It wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. Uh, there's something fun about that. It makes you feel more leisurely. It makes it mm-hmm. feel more like I want to sink my sink into the setting more, and I'm not just trying to rush through it. Yeah, the content video game style to get to the big right. dungeon monster, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can I can just kind of explore around and like, hey, if this whole if this whole session has no combat or no fighting, and all we're doing is uh, exploring this carnival that we just inadvertently got ourselves linked to, and we're like <laughs> checking out the the um, you know, catering tent and meeting all these different characters. And, stuff. and we come out the other end and we each of us got 175 experience. You know what? That was an amazing session. Yeah. Super fun. Is that, no is that still your favorite session, Alex, of the campaign? Oh gosh. Uh, I know you at the time you said it was uh, up to that point it had been your favorite session. So. I think so. I really enjoyed the last session, mm. the, the, the final session because it, it's it's kind of set my character into a new trajectory, which yeah. I'm really interested in. If if we don't explore it, at least kind of just mentally thinking about, you know, like ooh, you know, I wonder what Lazo's up to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think it kind of set set the tone for, for for it kind of made the world a bit bigger. But I think that was my favorite session, the the carnival one, because <laughs> up until that point, I wasn't really. I wasn't comfortable with my character. Like I was playing him and he was fine. Mm. And I was kind of like, you know, oh, is he's kind of cowardly and he's this and that. And he's kind of this character. But it was once we got to that point that I felt like, oh, I see a place for him. Like I see some kind of world that he could exist in that would yeah. be interesting. And I'd want to know, I want to learn more about it. Up until then, it's just like spiders attacking him and almost killing him and and horrible dungeons that he doesn't want to be in. (laughs) Everybody's trying to capture him or throw him in a potato sack. And, you know, it's like all this horrible stuff. And then I finally get to this place. It was kind of this like little magical big top peewees kind of thing where he's like, whoa, look at all this. Oh, look at that cool. You know, it's just like, it felt like, oh, here's a world that he could, that he could live in. Unfortunately, yeah. we saw how that went. But the great yeah. news is the last the last uh, session kind yeah. of opened that up again. You know, now exactly, he's kind of yeah. all this. You know, it's like, oh, hey, it. this could be something that you know, hey, maybe he refounds this carnival. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but but without a vampire. You know, without, mm-hmm. this, without <laughs> vampires this time. 
No. Um, well, actually, well, yes, with I a mean, vampire. Yeah. No evil Nosferatu vampire. You can't yes. have a carnival in a fantasy world without a vampire. Though. Well, that's great. Check. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. How about you, Des? What was your? Do you have a favorite session? Or is one um, I feel like. God, there were so many that were just so good. I mean, I think what was interesting to me was just hearing how we were kind of, in some ways, this is, I'm glad we played it when we did, because mm. it was kind of like a snapshot of everything that we've been going through mm. um, during this pandemic. And like, mm. it really kind of like captured our mood and yeah. um, our ability to focus. And so I feel like in that way, all of it's my favorite because it's it's like a picture of of that point in time and our mm, depression yeah, and really. our and our anxiety. Yeah. Dave, do you do you want to share a little behind the scenes magic? Yeah. Uh, oh, I was contemplating. Yeah. <laughs> I, I so yes for the listeners. Um, there was a <laughs> session, and I forget. I actually see if you can find it. it. Yeah. See if yeah, you can like, yeah. yeah. See if you can find it. It's like Forrest Fenn's treasure. Um, <laughs> oh no. Except you don't, you don't get anything if you do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, there was one of the sessions I think that we recorded in late March or early April, yeah. um, when we were all just super depressed, I was re-listening to it and, and exhausted. exhausted and I was re-listening to it and editing it before posting. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, we all sound like we're about to like fall asleep. So I just went ahead and sped up the audio by 5% just to make it sound <laughs> like we were talking at a normal rate. And it works. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think like in terms of memorable moments, I think I really enjoyed um, just kind of like the, the moments where, where Laszlo and Maneater were like, yeah, we are friends. Like yeah. those were, those were really fun moments. Cause it was just like, Oh, cool. Like I'm looking out for you. Cause I'm kind of like, I'm, you're going to pay me kid. Like, but then like he would go off and just do things to endanger himself constantly so it's like well i gotta follow him so i'm gonna go and like i I need like this is a payday for me and i have zero money and zero and i'm not gonna get back with my manager speaking of which so that was one of the more (laughs) those were some of the so the friendship developing was was cool yeah and i i really enjoyed the um my friggin' manager that you were doing your (laughs) here <laughs> oh, yeah yeah I, dis- I discovered a new show. voice a new character it was voice. so great mm-hmm. and um but i think the, the moment i really liked the most um i mean aside from all of those other moments was when um they were going after the sword and uh and man eater was on the roof and the hound was coming after the sword too and like this mm. goes over the roof like okay you just go over you just fall over the on t- you're gonna fall like you're just gonna fall yeah, I'm just thinking, oh craps! And then um, when Annalie like helped, you know, helped and like softened the fall, and yeah. like I don't know, it's just that was like a really I could really picture that cinematically, that moment. That and, was that um, was fun, yeah. That I had. So I thought that, that was very cool. Yeah. And um, and yeah, all the stuff with Inca the clown was <laughs> kind of yeah, kind of hilarious. <laughs> so well, I think that that is the reason why I really liked the the, the carnival one too, because that was really mm-hmm. the first moment. I think that Maneater and Laszlo were able to bond yeah. in a fr- in a friendship manner rather than yeah. like we're being hunted and yeah. we're trying to survive and mm-hmm. you know which is pretty much everything up until that point felt very much yeah. I mean right up to the moment where we like you know yeah. fought those guards and uh, then the you know creepy clown or 
creepy mime or whatever he was. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bester guy without the ear was like, I'm for me. And like, so it's it just like one horrible situation after another. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, it's like, true. Just like, and stuff falling on us, chamber mm-hmm. pots and whatnot. And, yeah. and uh, maybe that didn't happen yet. But, you know, it just felt really <laughs> awful, right? right? And then we get to this magical place. And not only are we, is it like, wow, this is a cool place. But also Maneater and Lazlo were able to take a breath. Yeah get some chow you know and like joke around (laughs) it it felt like a little mini vacation and so yeah and I feel like that was the first moment Mm -hmm. that our characters really bonded and yeah Mm -hmm. and that was definitely for I think Laszlo that informed maybe my decisions on like you know all right I got I got this wolfen's back like in these situations that come up Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, it was it was uh, it was exciting, and it's also it also makes me a little sad because then I think about you know Maneater and Lazlo going their separate ways, but I also feel hopeful that like you said that they will come back together at oh, one yeah. point after yeah. having you know grown a bit or you know mm-hmm. whatever or maybe you know however that works out. Yeah, but it was it was really nice to like I think I think those moments where it wasn't life or death. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it was really nice. Yeah, I, I agree. There were some good moments um, that they were able to kind of, we were able to flesh out in that setting, which was fun. And I think in terms of them coming back together, I, I could totally see that happening. And oh, I could yeah. see that, I, but there has to be, I, I think it'd be funny to just see like where that would go. And well, um, yeah, I mean, one thing. Basically, they stabilized the whole empire. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, what yeah, well, that's next? one thing I'd have to figure out is I'd have to like sit down and write out. Like as if I was working on a sequel screenplay, I'd have to sit down and write out a narrative of what's going on in the Western Empire, who's right. who's doing what, you know, how much time has passed. But the other thing that's funny to me is, you know, we've talked maybe about if we do this again, we'll we'll go to second edition, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I was looking at the character right, you know, the character classes because second edition still has a mind mage, still has a gladiator, still has Wolfen, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. you know. And the funny thing is that they've all been tweaked to a significant degree. Oh. So your characters will, will look and play slightly differently, right? Oh. Like like all of Laszlo's powers are going to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Maneater's combat skills are going are gonna to read differently because mm-hmm. they rewrote Hand-to-Hand Gladiator and like, you know, all this kind of stuff. But what's funny to me about that is that totally feels like a movie sequel because it's like, you know, especially like if it's a sequel with a slight, you know, bigger budget, you know, yeah, or it's just, yeah. it's like, oh, the costumes are much nicer. They actually mm-hmm. shot on location. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it, it just kind of feels different. Like the film stock's nicer, you know, yeah. and like yeah. they, they actually got like a, a union uh, cinematographer this time, you know. <laughs> and, and, some, yeah. and some time has passed. So maybe the original stars, like who were maybe unknown at the time, yeah. have yeah. gotten more clout. And so, and they're known yeah. for like their, their sort of personality. So they're more saturated. Like I get yeah. the feeling that like Laszlo yeah. would be like a saturated version of himself. Yeah. yeah, but maybe yeah. Not, not in a bad way, but you know, yeah, 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 yeah and, totally. And they've, got, they've had their uh, personal trainers come in, and, and yeah, so it makes sense that they'd be more like that. They would have different <laughs> vibes, uh, but yeah, yeah that would that would be really cool. That'd be that'd a be fun funny. little, especially if some time has passed, like in game, mm-hmm. you know, in between. Yeah. Like, oh, I think I think it would have to have. Yeah. Although mm-hmm. we we also talked about like running little side campaigns for each one of you as separate little like duet one-on-one yeah. games you mm-hmm. know which i'm down for once i have the yeah. bandwidth but um yeah. that was actually something i did want to talk about is our little uh thing that we we sort of fell into and then i think got a little bit out of uh but was our whole like 8-bit 
JRPG inspiration thing that we did where oh, you know right. we 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 sort of dabbled with the idea of like save games and like you know that kind of stuff and yeah. yeah and it was fun but like I mean I think if I were to do that again I would actually want to use a system that was specific because there are RPG systems that are designed for that to like mm. specifically emulate a JRPG style game okay. uh, I, I you know I think in the future I'll just like let Palladium be Palladium kind of you know that's yeah my feeling on that mm-hmm. but yeah anyway just wanted to mention that yeah i think we we didn't really know i mean going into it how it would play out and yeah i think it was more interesting for us to just play palladium as is yeah mm-hmm. without that sort of like uh layer of jrpg kind of over it mm-hmm. right um and for me it was you know i think it ended up just kind of naturally falling into the background because as our interest in the characters and the story grew that yeah. actually kind of almost inversely uh fell mm-hmm. away because Not we yet. no longer needed that kind of we don't really need that as a like sort of framework to work off of we have a lot of other interesting stuff. yeah exactly yeah. yeah i agree that's a good yeah. yeah yeah i think you nailed it there for sure um let's see what else um yeah i, I guess my my other main point that i just wanted to make and I'm teasing you guys about the haranguing. We don't even have to. Oh no, it. we can talk but, about that. Actually. But no, I think it's important we talk. About I think it is important. <laughs> I expect apologies from both of you. Um, <laughs> no, but... You're going to be waiting forever because no, oh no, I've only unlocked more. My, it's okay. My apology is for both of us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, basically, uh, the only other thing I wanted to say was, and you know, I, I already had my rant on this with the uh, the whole Wolf and Wolf and Empire debacle but um uh, one of the reasons why so you know we, we joked about my giant binder and everything but you know one of the reasons why i'm like ah, I, I i i can't run this anymore guys is because i you know this would be my ding against palladium is that they they do make it hard at times to extract information from their products you know and i know alex you've had this experience too where like you'll find some really key point about the setting buried in some like description of a tanner shop in like city X or whatever, you know, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, why is this here? Like, for example, with the Western empire, it wasn't until towards the end of the campaign that I started to understand that the Western empire is kind of modeled on like the Ottoman empire. And, and specifically, cause like oh. you have Janissaries and Janissaries is a term from the Ottoman empire where they, um, would take uh, babies or young children from the uh, like the the um, Balkan areas, you know, like Serbia and Croatia and that kind of stuff, the Christian Christian populations, and they would take them and bring them back to Constantinople or other you know regional power centers and raise them as these slave warriors who were sort of indoctrinated into the Ottoman cause. Mm. And, and so, and that was like their main fighting force were these like, you know, uh, Janissaries. And so, and then like, you know, like in the West here, I have the Western Empire book right here. Like the cover is a Brahm piece and it's, it's cool and everything, but it doesn't really tell you anything about the setting. Yeah. You know, it's just some dude with like, what looks like katanas and like, (laughs) and like a, a crimson cloak. Yeah. I get the feeling that Brom kind of had that lying around and they're just like, hey, do you have anything? He's like, oh, no, please don't uh, do that. No, never. <laughs> but like on like the that. on the title page, it has all the signatures on it. Uh, you have a dude on a flying carpet. 
you know, oh, yeah. and, you know, and then like, there's, there's other little bits here and there, but like, it's really, you know, of course they reuse a lot of art from like other Palladium um, <laughs> sources. And then I just, I get the feeling there wasn't a lot of art direction. You know, there wasn't, there weren't, there wasn't oh. like a unified briefing that they sent out to all their artists because all the art feels very different. Uh-huh. But then like, I also just get the feeling like, you know, that they didn't have a very, um, I don't know. Yeah. Like they didn't have a very strong vision of like what it's supposed to be, but it, the, there's that sort of Ottoman Turkish thing going on underneath it, mm. yeah. you know? And if it had been easier to extract that information from the book, it would have really guided me in how I ran the game, you know, and how I depicted the the Western empire. But mm. it was, it was only like the umpteenth time that I reviewed the source book that I started to kind of get this idea like, Oh, you know? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Granted that's partly because I just did not have the time to sit down and read this thing cover to cover. So I yeah. was, I was kind of dipping in and out of it. Mm. Um, but you know, like, I mean, what the hell, man? Like, I don't, <laughs> you know? Like, wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, some of this art in here, I just, you know, well, yeah. It's pretty special. It is special. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, this kind of thing would really benefit from like, you know, centralized and specific art direction, you know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to have gotten that or I didn't get it. I didn't get it from from a flip through or from my limited reading, which you know, that's partly on me, but also I think an RPG source book should communicate that, you know, without having to read every single page of the book, you know? Right, right, right. So anyway, I, I do kind of regret that. That That's where my regret comes from. It's not that like, yeah, I made this big binder or whatever, but it's that I just did not have the time to like really sit down and read this thing cover to cover and absorb it and like kind of, you know, regurgitate it <laughs> in a way right, that like, right. you know, the setting is trying to tell me to do, you know? So yeah. that's, that's kind of my, my negative, my, my ding on the whole situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, it depends. I mean, we're playing, you know, obviously you look at the Wolfen situation, right? Where it's like, yeah. and it's, it's says, Oh, no Wolfen. And then in another book, it's like, Oh yeah, this mass wolfen many like, you know wolfen. yeah and and you're like well huh? you know well i get it because on one hand you're saying you're thinking oh i'm not playing this the way that i should be right the setting is, is saying that it should be one thing and i was playing it another way mm-hmm. and there's a certain amount of regret there where you go oh you know i missed out on it but on the other hand like i i had a great time i didn't didn't care yeah. one way or the other whether yeah. it was played uh canonically or non-canonically or whatever yeah like it was still a lot of fun so i i feel like with the western empire it's the same thing yeah where whether it's supposed to be you know represent this or that or the other you know honestly it's it's on palladium for not making it clear mm-hmm. and frankly because in the same uh same by the same token it's uh if we played a different way and it's not then that's fine i, I think yeah. it's great our western empire is going to be totally different than yeah our obviously empire. so yeah absolutely. and and it's not a bad thing i mean if it was if it was that important it would have been more clear right yeah that's true and i think i mean it comes I, down to it just being you know you kind of really have to play these games your own way and not mm-hmm. yeah. get too worried about it it's true totally. it's true i mean i i go back and forth on that you know we talked about that a little bit during the wolf and empire discussion but it's like at what point like like there's a there's a tipping point you know, where it's like, 
well, then I might as well be writing my own setting at a certain point if it's yeah. not getting right, right. clearly to me like what this is supposed to be. And I feel like Rifts, at least back in the day when we played, I don't, I haven't looked at many Rift source books recently, but I feel like the Rift source books of Days of Yore did a very good job of communicating mm-hmm. the setting. I didn't have to read Rifts Atlantis cover to cover. Yeah. I could just look at the cover of Rifts Atlantis and yeah. boom, get an immediate idea of what's going on in the setting. And then page through it and go oh wow okay like just looking at the art you know I get this idea of like who these different alien races are and what their agenda is and then I can dip in I can read this part I can read that part you know yeah so uh, you know it's but palladium's if nothing if not inconsistent (laughs) you know like I mean that's that's the thing Um, I think it's I think it's like it it's it's You know, if we're playing, say, it, uh, an historical campaign or whatever, mm-hmm. right? we're saying, okay, we're going to play, uh, it's, uh, we're playing a, a historical game set in the Ottoman Empire at this, during this time period. Sure. You know, you want it to be accurate and you want it to, you know, be as close as possible. I, I mean, in some ways, you can also get lost yeah. in the detail, right? Where you're just too hyper-focused on making it accurate, where it's, uh, you know, you start to kind of lose sight of, of well, it's still a game, you know I mean? You don't want to be totally off, like off the wall, but anyways, with a historical game, it's more important, right? You want, that's part of the reason you want to be in that world. Yeah. With a fantasy game, it, it is there, but it's, it's for, at least from a player's standpoint, it's not that, to me, it's not that important. Like, I don't mm. feel a sense of loss or regret mm. or anything over, mm. oh, this could have been, this is supposed to be more like this yeah it's still super enjoyable all this yeah. all the stories all of the enjoyment comes from the little details yeah. yeah character character interactions personalities you know if if think about it this way if you had known that maybe you would have played uh um man eaters trainer differently right yeah. you know you may have been like oh that's not that's not going to be accurate to have like i mean not that a <laughs> randy macho man savage uh, voice is ever accurate but you know no. you might have you might have made a little decision who are we to where, say who are we to say no no yeah so you know it's, it, it, it depends on what you know how that would have informed the the game itself but and i see where you're coming from it's like then why why bother having yeah. a setting mm-hmm. i think mostly right. just so you can pick through it like right. I, I, there's no yeah. way that i'm going to read a uh palladium fantasy campaign setting cover to cover are you kidding me yeah like it's just i I just don't have the time for that but what i can do is i can get a general idea of what it's like kind of get it you know or how i want to represent it and then you know cherry pick different things as they come up okay you guys are in arena town Mm -hmm. what do they say about arena town here okay this all right cool you know i'll pick these little things oh which is exactly how i ran it for sure and in (laughs) fact i want to i want to give uh shout outs also to the two products the two third-party products that uh, basically determined the course of the campaign, which was uh, the Midlands Low Magic Sandbox setting, um, which is written for D- the D20 OGL. And it's great because it just has a bunch of chapters of different um, uh, different uh, uh, sandbox encounters that you can, uh, you can throw at your players. And so that is where Chimera. the uh, Salic Reynard... <laughs> yeah. Huh? Chimera. <laughs> No, no, the Chimera actually was my own thing. That was one of the the few things that uh, that came up when I was rolling up uh, the details for uh, Arena Town. I was kind of fleshing it out uh, using a random city generator uh, from the D30 Sandbox Companion, which is another one I used. Hmm. Uh, And that came up with uh, 
problem facing the city and I got like local monster and I think it actually even said chimera which was interesting because chimeras are specifically cited as a recurring problem in the western empire so I was like oh perfect you know uh but no the uh midlands I used their their urban encounter chapter and so that's where Salak Reynard's uh mansion came from okay right so um it was supplemented with a uh uh, manor uh, house map from Dyson's Dodecahedron uh, website. And then the circus is from Raging Swan Press. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they and they produce this whole series of system neutral or fifth edition D&D statted uh, just little little encounter booklets. And so this one was called A Day mm-hmm. at the Circus. And it's I just used it as is. I got the system neutral version and just kind of Stated the I gave the NPCs palladium alignments, but that was about all I did. And mm. uh, so all the basically all your NPCs except for like Callus and a few other, and of course all the you know barons and the emperor. Uh, but like you know Edrin and and um, and uh, uh, Anneli and Inca the Clown and all of them uh, just came straight out of this uh, little little thing. I just I turned it into an airship oh. rather than a um, a naval ship, but. Hmm. That was about the only change I made. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, it, that speaks to you know, kind of just making the setting your own, like you were yeah. saying, Alex, and like just kind of. I mean, I, I like that. That that's something I'll say in terms of the system is that I was able to integrate uh, products that were written either system neutral or for D anD D into Palladium with you know very little, very little work on my part to convert them over because the DNA is pretty much the same, you know, it was like grafting one plant, you know, branch onto another plant uh, trunk or something, you know? Cool. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's a little behind the scenes there for you. Nice. Mm-hmm. So now do we talk about the haranguing or? I mean, if you want to, <laughs> what do you got to say about it? Oh, um, what do you have to say in your defense? Explain yourself. What? <laughs> I feel like we have nothing to defend. Oh um, my god! <laughs> yeah. All right. I just I'm curious Good what discussion, you thought. Everybody. <laughs> no, I just mean like um, I don't know. You both played. I don't think Alex and I played like in a game where we combined our powers to harass you. Um, no, usually extent. there's been at least one other player, and so it's kind, it's kind of, of like mitigated it. Yeah. yeah. So just having the two of you was. It was like drinking cold brew coffee, man. I was just like <laughs> so, super concentrated. <laughs> well, I, okay, I guess I guess I, I'll have a question for you, Dave, about yeah. our haranguing. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna flip this around. Oh yeah. shit! Um, no, I, I want to know like classic, you... a classic abuser move. But yeah. yep, I'm gonna flip this back on you. I'm totally gaslighting you right now. It's your fault. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what I want to know is, was there a was there because I know we've all discussed the money uh event yeah. the <laughs> armor repair yeah. yeah i think that's i think that's the classic i think that's the uh yeah. the premiere uh har- haranguing incident but yeah definitely what so which other ones were there that stick out in your mind as being particularly <laughs> egregious because <laughs> i just need to know from a player standpoint personal growth and all that uh personal growth <laughs> oh, see, alex Alex wants to find this out so he can improve, whereas I want to find this out so we can like do more of it. Like, oh, nice! Because nice. I will admit, and I fully apologize uh, for <laughs> oh. the armor repair one, and that I think came from 
because it really did come from 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 frustration. Yeah. Uh, at the armor repair rules mm-hmm. and just yeah, feeling yeah. like shit on uh, mm-hmm. by the system. Yeah. And yeah. like and just kind of just just basically like there, there was a moment there. I'll have to go back and listen to pinpoint it where I know I felt really like fuck this, you know, like what's yeah. the kind of like bothering with this armor. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's what eventually led to my character you know, getting rid of all of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, right. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, so I know that that was, that was definitely, uh, I take full responsibility for that as far as like, you know, then projecting, projectile vomiting all over the place. Sure, sure. <laughs> so yeah, what else was there but, that was But yeah, what was the other memorable? ones that, that stick out as far as being like, because I'm trying to think of what, where that line is between like just, you know, playful, yeah. No, back and forth. Yeah. Bothering sure. and just and up where it becomes like you know, all right, this is too much. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So that's one thing I want to say categorically is that it never got to that point. It never got oh. to a point of me going, "Oh, fuck this! You guys are being complete douche nozzles." You know, like, <laughs> uh, and in fact, in fact, like that's why I was saying I was teasing about the hanging. Like, um, I think I think the the armor thing, trying to argue, <laughs> trying to argue yeah. that you were broke. <laughs> rather than have to pay for armor repair really was the high watermark and everything else i don't really even remember yeah and i think that just... was like just fighting against the system right like yeah. i feel like i was just like yeah. i'm not gonna pay yeah for yeah. this yeah right broken yeah. armor repair system no like... yeah. yeah no no because it was a com- it's completely unjust that yeah. whole well yeah I, it's it's an old school design mechanic where it's like game designers would be like okay um i need to come up with ways to justify basically getting back all the treasure that I've given the player characters, you know, like player characters, player characters should never be too rich. So there should be ways to like suck the money back up out of their, their belt pouches, you know, like uh, old, old, you know, first edition AD&D had these training rules where it's like, you couldn't advance level unless you paid these exorbitant fees to a trainer, you know, and and that kind of thing, you know? So I think that's probably where it came from. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I actually did Google Palladium Armor Repair House Rules, but unfortunately, as with most things... Nobody cares. Uh, no, <laughs> the opposite. 99% of it was for rifts. You know, it was all oh, like okay, yeah. how to repair MDC armor, you know? And and so it was just like, I mean, Palladium Fantasy is unfortunately one of the redheaded stepchildren of the Palladium Stable at this point. Which, which is, is you know... A redheaded stepchild. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's the redheaded step-grandchild <laughs> oh my god it's the adopted wow. child of the redheaded stepchild <laughs> <laughs> who's also redheaded who's also redheaded yeah why did you adopt a ginger jesus i thought oh, i could be more ashamed know, of you as it was who would know better to you know handle their pain yeah, that's so, right that's right ginger. to soothe their pain mm-hmm. so i don't yeah. I feel like um, I feel yeah. like you did the appropriate amount of um, <laughs> haranguing. Of haranguing. That's true. I and... mean, you, you harangue me on a fairly consistent basis when we're playing our vampire duets. I think it was just a little unusual to be getting like getting it in Dolby three point five surround sound. Yeah, yeah. It was THX or whatever. Yeah, THX. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we've talked before about how when you play with certain uh, certain other players, you tend to like, you know. Not not necessarily fall back, but you tend to kind of you know fall into certain patterns or whatever. Yeah. And so uh, for me, from a player's standpoint, the dual haranguing was delightful. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, and, and here's the thing too is like I did I did feel like aside from the armor thing where there was some genuine frustration, yeah. I feel like we pulled back on the throttle yes. before it got too bad and we're yes, and we we're sufficiently um you know uh sort of uh, you know self-effacing afterwards yes. to like yes. to smooth it all over, right? Where okay. you know, usually you do something, then like something would happen to one of our characters and we'd, you know bemoan our fate and and we're sure that it was because we were harassing you and you know it was all just a big <laughs> joke but it was really fun uh for those brief moments where Desiree and I really did like have like a really good uh sort of tag team uh yes. like you know combo <laughs> <laughs> because it was just it, it's yeah it's all in good fun it's nothing it personal, obviously it, it was, was just it like it totally was yeah it, it, yeah. it, it definitely um it, it does. It is a bit of a stress reliever too when you're also dealing with situations where your character's in dire straits. Yeah, and, you know, you're trying. You don't really have necessarily in game ways of of dealing with that situation. So yeah, yeah. you kind of like as yeah. a player express it outwardly. You gotta do it. Yeah, no, I, as long as it doesn't go too far. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, there's a limit, you know, in terms of harassing because you you want to get through the game. You know, you want to make yeah, sure that. Yeah. And plus, as you're running a game, you're like wanting to keep track of all these things. And then if you got these two chuckleheads, like just constantly, you know, jabbing at you. It's well, just and like, if any, I'm yeah, you're to run this. You're probably right. I mean, it was probably me being a little more sensitive than usual because, like I say, the Palladium system <laughs> is very old school in that way. So there's a lot on your shoulders as the GM where you're having to constantly monitor the XP situation, make sure you're handing out XP appropriately. And then of course the, my, my eternal bugbear with palladium, which is uh, stat blocks because they don't have any generally. And so you have to kind of generate these things on the fly and that can be difficult because you're having to like quickly look up weapon proficiency bonuses, hand-to-hand bonuses, quickly roll up, you know, physical endurance uh, plus hit points, you know, what's their level, da, 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 ba, ba, ba. You know, it's like, you can't just like, quickly i mean you can arbitrarily if you want but even then you have to if you want to be sort of true to the system you want to like oh what is the weapon proficiency bonus for a second level sword weapon proficiency i should check that you know and then as you're doing that we're like hey gm yeah exactly hey, yeah GM. <laughs> hey why is this like this yeah exactly know, yeah yeah hey, look i think he's bad at us hey, yeah, look, exactly. bad. <laughs> my shoes are slightly too tight uh, you know or whatever like <laughs> There's that, and I think what was also um, was funny because we were playing via Zoom, so then I would see Alex's reactions to my, you know, um, harassing you. That's true. And so I was like, oh, cool, because, like, usually I'm by myself with him. you've got an audience now. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, yay, good, okay, Mm -hmm. keep doing that, which made me laugh, so that was funny. And then, like, there were just things that, you know, so it was just, like, feeding off of each other in that way, which was pretty good, because, I mean, I think... I think, you know, in some ways, like, you know, I mean, I've known you for a while, like Alex, and then I've known David, too, about the same amount of time, about the same actually. Amount of time, yeah. and, um, and you and Alex go way back, so it's just kind of interesting to play. It was just like a family game, I guess. And that's it was a, kind of family, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. so yeah, it was and, fun. And it was, it was cool, too, because, like, I feel like one of the biggest things, I know that the haranguing and all that can get really bad mm. uh, if it goes too far. Right. Yeah. But one of the things, and, and that is one of the reasons why it can get bad is because it really can derail the game, right? Where you're, yeah. you're uh, getting caught up in all this, like, you know, joking and, mm-hmm. and that, that it, that it just, it, it stops short the 
the momentum of whatever story you know the GM's trying to trying to yeah. you know deliver or you're trying to tell or whatever, and that can be really frustrating too. I know yeah. that from from not only being on a GM side but also being a player that does that, <laughs> and, ha- and and just seeing how frustrating it can be where you're trying to run this game and it's like already like David's saying it's already hard enough as it is. Yeah. With trying especially if it's a system that you know you're either not familiar with or you're trying to like re you know introduce yourself to in a setting you're not familiar with to then have all these stops and starts because of you know uh sort of uh peanut gallery type behavior right right right. it's uh you know it can be kind of frustrating but i feel like hopefully this is my thing that we never really got to that point that we would we would dial it back in time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that it it, so that we were able to because i feel like the story moved along like if it did slow down at all, it was purpose. It was on purpose. Yeah. Because we were kind of delving into something that was yeah. a little detailed or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I, I don't really recall, maybe at least not recorded any, <laughs> yeah. any real any real derailing. Yeah, no, all, you you deviously made sure all actual harassment was uh, <laughs> off mic when we weren't recording. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's the, the way we do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think there was some point where I was, I mentioned to Desiree, like, you know, I'm, I'm editing these, these episodes and you're just on my ass. Like, you know, and like, but, but the funny thing is like, I didn't really notice it in the, uh, in the moment, you know, it was only like listening back to it. And it's like, geez, you know, Des is like really, really giving me a hard time here at the, start, at the top yeah. of the session. But like, it was never, it was never throughout the whole thing, you know, it yeah. was never like, because I mean, my energy eventually wears out, and like, <laughs> well, there's you know. that for sure. <laughs> you shouted yourself tired, like pretty much. Yeah. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouted myself to sleep. That's usually the case. I'm usually like, at least after I would say eight forty-five, I'm kind of like down for the count. Yeah. So like, at, by that point, you can just expect all my energy to completely be gone. So I don't have the energy to like pick as much. So I had to get all my jabs in there in the beginning, and then just kind of like shuffle around. Mm. Um, for the remainder of the bout so yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was fun it was really fun but I, I just think that speaks to just like you know just being on the same wavelength and you know having a good time and you know, just knowing when to stop but then also just like you know we're having fun and I think Definitely. it's important because yeah if you were to ask me just like uh you know hey Alex did you have a good time with that uh with the Palladium campaign, hell yes, I had a, I had a great time. It was yeah, super right. fun, uh, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed myself. Yeah. But it's important too. If I were to ask you, Dave, did you have a good time? Yeah, that's your answer. Fun. Did you have a good time? Oh, no, I did. I had a great time, and in fact, I had such a good time. That's why I had to stop it <laughs> because <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> no, but like, oh no, pleasure. Yeah, yeah, uh, pleasure overload. No, um, no, literally, like, I mean, I, I stopped it because I was like, I want to take this to the next level, and I can't. So I'd rather just pause and come back to it at another time when I can, you know, because originally, as I said, at the top of this, Alex, like this was originally not really meant to be much of anything. It was originally just meant to be a little game we were playing on the side for funsies, and to kind of take the first edition rules for a spin and see how they felt. You know, and, and that was it. And then it turned into something much more than that. And I was like, as as delighted as I was by that, I'm like, oh, I don't have the, you know, I, I mean, I've had to step back from running in general right now, except for like stuff I'm working on, you know? And so yeah. 
like I'm going to be playing a lot more this year, the remainder of this year and into next year, which is nice. But, you know, I've, I've really had to take a step back from that. And, you know, uh, this is part of that. So, you know, I'm sad that we had to pause it, but I'm glad that we got to a good point and I'm glad that everyone's still excited about it. And I really do think we're going to get back to it. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even if we don't, it'll be like the end of Inner Space, where clearly it was trying to set things up for a sequel, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it was a perfectly satisfactory, self-contained yeah. movie. You know, yeah, so that's very true. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's a very yeah, example. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I think it puts a good button on it. But uh, if you guys yeah. have anything left that you want to share before we, no, Alex, it was great it playing with you. Um, yeah, and it was. It exceeded my expectations. I mean, I knew we'd have a fun time, but I was like, cool. Like, this is great. Like, I think we play off each other really well. And so that was a lot of fun because it's just nice to be with somebody who is open to like, well, okay, well, and also I'm going to do my thing, you know? Mm. So it's, it was, it was fun to play with you. And, um, and David, as usual, you know, you run a good game. Uh, to put it mildly and thank you you know you you just it was just a lot of fun to to do it and i look forward to the next time me too all right well until next time then yeah